Hey, uh, welcome to another episode of... There, right there. Everybody just turned it off, babe. They're not even going to hear the rest of it. Oh, We could talk about anything right the now. Fans. <laughs> I don't know why no one's ever, like, tried to get you to record a jingle for some type of... <clears throat> You know, you, you asked me a question, and so I think now is probably the ideal time to start practicing jingles. No, please don't. Stop it. No. Love you. So, don't do that. Uh, let me just think through this. Um, <sighs> Get us moving, baby cakes. Don't do jingles. I got to keep you distracted. As I walk through the valley. of nope, All I can think of that's is That's already rap. taken. Okay. Hey, thanks for tuning in, watching, uh, listening, however you're doing this. Uh, Katie and I were having a conversation about an experience that she had the other day. <laughs> And uh, an experience that's a nice way to put an it. Experience, <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh, I don't know why I just went, yeah, don't do that. Redneck, <clears throat> all right. We were talking about uh, an, ex uh, an experience that she had, mm -hmm. uh, and I we were like, hey, let's let's chat more about this because I bet mm -hmm. other people are feeling the same thing. So, yeah, so it's kind of wild because in our house, you know, we've got four kids, and Bo. <clears throat> intermittently he just likes to be with us so he we don't get a lot of sleep uh he doesn't like to well, stay in not, one place we get a lot of sleep it's mm. not like he's it's not restful sleep yeah like he likes to just come in at some point in the middle of the night yeah when we're like unconscious us. right but you don't have a restful night's sleep because there's like tiny little like toddler feet pushing into your bag so i happened to get up really early one day and it was nobody else in the house was awake except for the dog and so I went downstairs, sat with a cup of coffee, read for a little bit. And then when I poured my second cup of coffee, I decided to just turn on the news. Mm. I never do that. And I was just trying to relish just some moments. And literally within five minutes of turning on the news, which I actually have made it a priority in my life not to... I love the news. Like not to watch the news? Not to well, growing news. up, I loved the news. I just loved knowing what was going on and having an awareness and then, you know, just having an awareness of what was going on. But I actually haven't turned on the news a lot. And frankly, it was because 2020 kind of wrecked me. I don't have a lot of emotional equity to take on all of the things going on. But I turned on the news and within five minutes, they had talked about um, some issues with a visit to Taiwan that a U.S. official was making and um, some countries talking to the United States about how they could just blow up the city of New York with like one, you know, flip of the wrist. And then um, they were talking about the Ukraine and all of these different trials that were going on. And I literally, the moment you woke up and came downstairs, I said, I'm so overwhelmed right now. I'm emotionally and, and mentally like on overload. And so I think that a lot of people are. And I wanted to actually, I've done some research because... Well, we'll stop though, which yeah. is fascinating because used to overload would happen like, well, what happened to you? Right. Or or who that you're really close to yep. has an issue. And you're like, none of that. I didn't know any of those people, but I think I think that because access to news and, and they're just going through, the news station is just going through oh. the news. And instead of, oh, and you know, here's the puppy up for adoption. No, it's like, <laughs> Instead of it being like, here's one really hard thing that's happening, we're learning about things that years ago we probably would have heard in highlights, but not like the full throttle story with interviews from people 
at the battlefield. And it just felt really, it was like it came out of the TV and landed right on my shoulders. Oh, yeah. And some of that is my personality, but a lot of it is just like, wow, there, is there anything good happening? Uh, um, and so I wanted to walk through some questions, but I, I think that um, one of the things that we've talked a lot about is there's, there's a time that everybody kind of comes to an awareness that when you're growing up, I didn't really have the weight of the world on my shoulders and I wasn't fully conscious of everything going on. I knew that there were bad things that happened. And I remember distinctly going to college and starting to read newspapers and watch the news and became aware that like, wow, the world is really hurting and heavy. And I think our parents probably shielded us from some of that. But I don't know that there it it wasn't that it wasn't happening. I just wasn't aware of it. You couldn't get to it. Uh, yeah. Like, so as yeah. so as a a sports enthusiast, like I remember showing up. This was this was routine. We'd show up early to school. Mm-hmm. We a lot of us fellas would go to the library where that morning's paper was. Okay. And that morning's paper would tell us the scores <laughs> from the previous <laughs> night. And sure. what's even more fascinating is some of those scores didn't, those games didn't end mm-hmm. uh, before print to where some of them, we would have to wait another day because mm-hmm. there's no other the way to agony, find out. The agony, right. I know, to find out, did our team win? <laughs> That's how hard it was, yep. though, yeah. to get uh, culture, like mm-hmm. to, uh, to get like like happening in the moment yeah. culture. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's important to know, like it's not, that's not that long ago. I know, I mean, like, I know I'm not, like 18 anymore. Right. But that's not that but long. But we're ago. like 20 years removed from it. Right. And and it and but it it's happened fast. This 24-hour news cycle where um not only are we learning about a lot of things, but the weight of it just feels bigger because yep. we're we're now not just hearing about it, we're seeing it. And and there's some there's a term for it. It's called information overload. And I actually mm. have a definition because I I'm unpacking it even personally for myself. Um and we'll go into that in a little bit. Uh, information overload is the state of feeling overwhelmed by the volume of information to the point at which one feels more confused than knowledgeable about a particular topic. It can manifest itself as brain fog, difficulty making decisions. Uh, but it's 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 like it reminded me the visual picture I got was like when you see like a bowl of candy and you take one or you take twenty. And how you feel when you're finished, yeah. <laughs> um, in incremental pieces, so smartphones, uh, news, social media. In fact, I looked up a list of all of the different social media platforms, and here are just a few of them: Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, YouTube. They're calling this world now a global village. So instead of just wa- worrying about what's happening in like getting my city's paper, we're able to know what's going on on the Serbian border right now, which a lot of people may not even know where that is, but they're going to see pictures of tanks and hear about um, genocides and stuff in places they've not, they don't even fully understand. Well, I feel like that's the tagline. Yeah. Uh, you, if you, if you get a, any kind of news feed, yeah. it's here's how it's led. Uh, this is happening. And here's why this should matter to you. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, one, you get the information Two, you're being told why this should matter to you. So then you're actually evaluating how good of a person am I or bad am I a person based on how much I care about what you just oh, told sure. me? And for some of us, like for me, I it comes off of the TV and onto my shoulders yeah. and I go, I'm hurting for those people and that breaks my heart and what do I do about it? But you can't do that with a hundred things. No. So information overload, before we dive into why do we need to be conscious and aware of what we're putting in? Um, because this kind of stuff should matter to us, especially as followers of Christ. We... We should we should know what's going on in the world and and we should lament and grieve, 
and try to be part of something, but we cannot do everything. And so that's that's where I personally am processing. So information overload, brain fog, you can't think clearly. Uh, it often triggers anxiety and stress because you're watching the news, but you still have a million other things going on in your life. Um, and actually your ability to make decisions, your critical thinking skills are impaired because your brain is trying to do too much. It's a machine. <laughs> it's trying to do too much. Um, so uh, as as we talk about it, just... I think I'm probably not the only one. And I know that during the 2020, 2021, when we were all kind of quiet and in our homes, we were still taking in a lot of information. And there was a lot going on in the world in those, probably more in those couple of years that we were having to carry than I remember in my whole life. Um, And I think we kind of came out of the cave and life has started up again. Yeah. And, and the endurance to be able to walk all of that out while still carrying, we're still running and our pace is picking up and, and our calendars are getting more full. Our arms are still full though, but now there's constant, we've like kept the pace of information. And so selfishly, because I know you have a lot of wisdom on this. Um, I just want to process with you how, how, how to manage it, how to, how to be healthy about it. And I'm learning some things. Uh, one of the things Titus and I, because Titus is almost 10 and he is a very good critical thinker. But with that, a lot of times he processes emotions and stuff. So we we walk through, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? And what, what can I do about it? And I've literally adopted that same process for myself. And I did that with you that morning. I went, what am I feeling? Overwhelmed and exhausted. Why am I feeling it? Well, because I just saw all these stories. And I don't know whether to be afraid or mad or sad or whatever. Um, and what can I do about it? So that's the part I want to connect with you about. Like, um, how can we manage this this information overload where we are informed, but not paralyzed? Yeah, you've got to, but and you also have a cultural connection where <clears throat> not only do we get this information, but a value currently right now is is being active in it. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is, 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 uh, let's say I told you right now there are um, puppies being mistreated in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Let's go. And then the next story is there are guinea pigs being mistreated in Sacramento, California. Uh, and then now I'm also going to tell you about baby giraffes in Dallas, Texas. And right. then I'm going to tell you. About, you like, so there, if you wanted, you could find a story mm-hmm about mistreatment, abuse, mm-hmm. toxic behavior, injustice mm-hmm. uh, in every state of our United States of America. Then you could do the same, branch out, go to different continents, mm-hmm. find different countries, and you're going to find all this. In- so right now, most people are relying on MSNBC, uh, Fox News, CNN, or some of the other news agencies that are now rising up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're relying on them to tell us what's important. All what we're doing in that moment, we're in danger of surrendering what God has called us to mm. in in where we're at. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is the major quandary, is we're in danger of living someone else's uh, perceived purpose for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're in da- and, and this happens even on a local level, but what we're now experiencing it, we're feeling this pressure to be involved in doing good everywhere all the time. Yeah. 
having a stance on everything major in this world, all the while trying to be a good mommy or trying to be mm-hmm. a good daddy, mm-hmm. trying to be a good husband, trying to be a good wife, mm-hmm. uh, trying to be a good son, daughter. I, as soon as you let other people speak in before you let God speak in, mm-hmm. um, you are not purposefully doing this, but you're letting things take a little bit different priority. Yeah. That's why even though I'm actually not an awesome morning person and I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't wake up and I'm full of just super ability to be, make things coherent. I actually go and start writing a little bit to God. Mm -hmm. I read a little bit in the Bible. It's not all that I'm going to do the whole day with God, but it's my way of saying, God, I want the primary information coming from Mm -hmm. you first. Mm -hmm. This day you have authority over it. Yeah. And what it's done to not just my soul it's done something to my mind mm-hmm. to where there are actually lots of days now that I don't even know the news until like I'll get home and it's like a time I'm going to sit down and veg a little bit and I might open up an app or two. Yeah. And what I found is a ton of freedom. Also, the, the scary thing is I realized I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Uh, but no, I would, I would start off talking about information overload. It's like, where are you getting your information first? Where are you going yep. first? Because you know I talk about that all the time. Yep. Like what you do first says a whole lot about your heart. Mm-hmm. Whether it's not, it may not be where you want, your heart is. It's where you want your heart to be. Mm-hmm. And I think this is only going to get continually worse and problematic. And we've now have seen it in evidence with different generations, uh, where mental health. It's not like all of a sudden we've come into generations of man. They seem mentally weak. They're mm-hmm. they can't seem to do anything. They're all shutting down. Why? It's not because they were born weak. Mm-hmm. They were born into a a society that is saturating them all of us with information about absolutely mm-hmm. everything. Um, well, and to that point, one of the things I've been researching, um, the average person. Their mind processes over 50,000 thoughts a day. And that, that is far greater than what it's ever been. And so putting on top of that, all of these other things that, that stir fear or, or concern or, whatever, or rage or whatever else it is, it's just a lot. Um, that's a lot of thinking. And, and so I, I think that you're right. It, it begins to, to wear you down. Um, to where the only option is, you're right, either to pick something up and go move towards it or just shut down, for sure. I um, I was working through some thoughts. So one of the things that I started doing, because it really created, it stirred a lot of, I was just stressed and overwhelmed and, and um, grieving. So many of the things I saw, literally five minutes. It was five minutes. Um, Philippians 4.8, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Because what I got convicted of was I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I don't want to not be aware. Um, but I also didn't want to let that consume me. I wanted, Lord, what can, what can I remember about you in this moment <laughs> so that I don't get completely, um, overwhelmed by it. And what next step can I take to lean in? And actually for me, one of it was, um, I can turn on the TV and I can turn it off. When you're on social media, if you're following news networks specifically, you're just going to get punched in the face with it all day. Right. So I I had to stop following some of those things so that just like you, I could control when 
when am I ready <laughs> to to be informed? Um, because we live in this world and we have the privilege of being able to um, serve people and lead people in this world. So I want to know what's going on. I want to make it a matter of prayer and I want to I want to make it matter to me. But I don't want it to just be punching me in the face all day. So some of it is, one, commit to times of being unplugged. But two, controlling and filtering when and how I get the information. Those think, those were two huge steps for me. I think it's important for people to know a little bit of their history that uh, – so the news used to be the the evening news. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you that's when you learned about what was pressing, and because so much would happen, there wasn't a whole lot of time for opinion. It was mm-hmm. like, no, we just we got this limited amount of time. So audience, uh, here's here's what's, the five most important. Here's things. what's yeah. going on um, until tomorrow night. Uh, mm-hmm. There you go. Talk about it amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what we we didn't realize, and that generation seemed to be that was okay. Mm-hmm. That, that Walter a, Cronkite and Hugh yeah, Downs. That was that was yeah. adequate information. Yeah. Um, what we don't, I think it's easy for generations who know a different world where mm-hmm. you get information all the time, nonstop, over mm-hmm. and over, that perhaps you're not built for that, even though it's a good financial moneymaker for those news agencies to yeah. get information to you that fast. Yeah. Creating more harm. Yeah. Yeah. So part of it is learning is, do you know how to turn information into you receive it when uh when you should be receiving mm-hmm. it is 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 so the beautiful beautiful thing about phones and devices and stuff is notifications and i think far too few people pay attention to mm-hmm. uh controlling the notifications on their devices yep and we you can you can tell your you can tell your device to do a ton of stuff literally nowadays especially you can set times uh, I will only get notifications during this time. I will mm-hmm. only get notifications mm-hmm. from these certain apps. And I think we should actually pay more attention to that. 100%. I, I agree with you. I um I was looking through, though, because I think for all of us, even in the fields that we work in, there are different things that we need to know and stuff. So just even processing how to, how to really um, care for yourself <laughs> and others by not being over informed in any way. One of them is spend time outside and we can, we can do that. We talk to our kids about that all the time. Like don't just be in front of something and taking in information. Uh, I just did that. I mean, you did. yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I finally, instead of wanting my kid, our kids to self lead, mm-hmm. they weren't self leading. Mm-hmm. So I was like, go outside now. And oh yeah, they, and they you looked at me like. Literally said it with that tone, which you never like, talk. No, I'm like, tone. go outside now. And they're like, <laughs> it's it was so general. Even when I said like outside, like where out, just go outside. Yeah, go outside. Hundred percent. What was beautiful was within probably ten to fifteen minutes, they're playing, having a blast. Yeah, and I think it's probably a good story that we don't, we aren't, we haven't mastered everything about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're all maturing. Yeah, and we need help self leading. Yeah. To where sometimes someone or something saying, go outside, go do this. Yeah. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Well, you need well and that's, so the other two pieces were when I commit to being unplugged, some of it was I had to walk through for myself. Am I working and self-leading in such a way that I have this craving for um, keeping my hands and my mind busy? Uh, and that can lead to if I'm not Sabbathing well or if I'm not having breaks with even responsibilities that are good, that leads me to crave being plugged in more. And I think as a yeah. culture, we do that too, where we we feel 
um, less useful if we're not constantly being, um, it's like this fear of missing out where we constantly have to be aware of everything happening and connected to something and all of that, which, which really just um, reveals a void or an area that may, maybe it needs worked on um, and valued. But I, I do think the spending time outside, just changing the scenery and the view and making that a commitment for your own health, but also because when we get overwhelmed, oftentimes we end up harming others in our feeling of overwhelm because we get stressed or whatever happens, it doesn't always end. It doesn't always end so well. And so um, I think I think that uh, for me too, talking to somebody about it. So I went and talked to you about it and I was like, help me, help me walk this out because I'm really sad about these things and I just need to tell somebody and I need you to help me not turn on the news all the time. Because that time alone in the house to read and study and then even watch the news was really nice and quiet. Yeah. So I want to do more of that. But remind me that I don't need to turn on the TV then every morning first. Or I could turn it on to like the Andy Griffith show or something and not be so stressed. But I, I needed accountability and I needed community. I needed somebody helping me navigate what I was feeling. Here's, here's the mental picture I've got in my head. Like, So when we're relying on other people to tell us what's important, mm-hmm. what's good, what's bad all the time, because mm-hmm. uh, that's how information is typically yeah. disseminated yeah. now is here's the information, here's what's good and bad about it. it rem- the mental picture is, so I've watched many State of the Union addresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy them. Uh, I know it's weird. I don't enjoy politics um, a whole lot. But maybe it's the leader in me that mm-hmm. wants to see what's this leader going to say. Mm-hmm. So I watch. I don't care if I voted for the president or not. I'm watching the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. So I'll get done, and I'll have up here mm-hmm. opinions, thoughts about what the person said. Now, occasionally, I'll keep watching mm-hmm. what the news group will say about it. What always blows me away is they'll immediately begin to say opinions and thoughts that I did not have, mm. that I did not perceive not that i misperceived Mm -hmm. but i begin to learn that now they're telling me what i should think about that Mm -hmm. when i am intelligent enough to think for myself Mm -hmm. and so that's what i'm saying this is what is so dangerous about information is we're not just being given information Mm -hmm. we're being we're given information laced with a slant and opinion about Mm -hmm. it and so that's why it's so important to have our brains strong, our souls mm-hmm. healthy, mm-hmm. so that we can process stuff as we should, not depending on everyone else to just mm-hmm. um, tell us what to think and how to think. That's why I even say I'm a, I'm a pastor. I preach sermons. I have no problem with you double checking and referencing. Look at look sure. at the scripture that I shared and and did I do you think that I shared this? Read it for yourself. Well, that's what they used to do. So I I I love I Critical love thinking, right? politics and. One of the things that that used to happen, even when I was a kid, because I watched them and took notes when I was a kid, um, after the State of the Union, they the the larger part of the conversation was actually precedent. Oh, they're talking about this, and let's give you some history on that. Not oh, this is what this is what we think, or you should think about it. It was actually more pre- precedent and just pulling in some historical um, experiences from that. And so it was more of a learning opportunity and and not, well, that's not right or, oh, that's really great. And here's my subjective opinion why. Uh, so you have something called irreducible minimums that you share. And I wanted to go through that because how do we 
how do we, um, at our core, continue to stay committed, submitted, um, aware of, and walking out God's best, even in the midst of this information overload? So we talked about ways to do that, but this irreducible minimum, that's one of the things that has been so helpful for me in remembering, I already know, don't turn on the TV, or even if I do, I know how to process it, but sometimes it catches, like it caught me off guard that day. It was just an especially troubling chunk of news for me, and so even though I know what to do, we need help remembering what we already know, so would you just walk through? Yeah, I think some some context is important here, um, because- um, it's not that my my job is unique, but 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 not unique, but in the sense of um, my job's interesting, mm. and I love it. Uh, there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions about what I should be doing as a pastor. No, and 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 I would say like if you're listening right now, if you're a teacher, mm-hmm. there's a lot of parents with a lot of opinions about what you should be doing as teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, students also have the same mm-hmm. uh, same option of having opinions. So I'm not just saying pastors are unique to this, but I'm just telling you about here's my perspective. And so I became a pastor and I began to learn there's certain people who want me to be in certain places. Uh, they want me to visit them in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who are offended when <laughs> that I would visit them in the hospital. Right. Like literally get out of here. I'm half naked. I can't or, believe you came here. Right. Like yeah. I, I feel very vulnerable. Get out of here. And I'm like, what? But the last person just yelled at me and, and and they're mad that I didn't show up. Yeah. To, and so I'm confused. And then um, I learned uh, in in marriage actually, where learning to spend the rest of my life with another person, it's it's like learning from that other person what's too much mm-hmm. for you and what's mm-hmm. too little for you, and mm-hmm. and also what do I need that's mm-hmm. so that I don't lose myself in this. And then mm-hmm. as a parent, I began to learn like. Wow, all of you children are different, and <laughs> well, and I began to learn it's like the understatement of the year. But that's you're right. Yeah. Began to learn that if I allow everyone in my life to tell me what to do, mm-hmm. and I begin to try to do that, mm-hmm. that I'm going to implode. Mm. Yeah. And so I was sharing that with a coach of mine years back, going. Everyone wants me to do something and they often conflict with each other mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. And And he brought up uh, something that he had learned. It was called irreducible minimums. Mm-hmm. And they were basically like, what where, what lines are you going to draw in your life? Mm-hmm. That's what irreducible minimums are. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's, it's a quirky way of saying... I've drawn a line here. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't go past this line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I've set it in place, perhaps led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But here's my lines. Mm-hmm. And so I have a list of irreducible minimums here. Let me. Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, that are broken daily, weekly, mm-hmm. uh, daily, weekly, monthly, um, yearly, and uh, I guess let me give some context to some people. Uh, daily. Um, I'm going to wake up and talk to the Heavenly Father, talk to God mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, God, I, I don't really want to get out of bed today. Um, <laughs> and that's the context of the conversation. Um, at minimum, I want to start talking to God right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, at minimum, on a daily basis, 
I want to connect with my kids uh, emotionally mm-hmm. five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Five to 10 minutes, you're like, man, you should spend more time with your kids. I, I agree with you, irreducible minimum. Mm-hmm. But on a minimum, I want to emotionally connect with my kids at some level. So I'll typically, every possible chance I can, it basically means I'll ask one of my kids one to two questions mm-hmm. to get some sort of an emotional connection. Yeah. Um, and then I do the same with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I, I long for our walks. It's 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 a chance that no matter what's going on in the day, 24 hours in a day, if I can get 30 minutes to an hour just talking to you about anything, even if you and I are arguing, mm-hmm. we're emotionally connecting. Mm-hmm. So da- those are daily, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, weekly stuff. Uh, it's a value that, that at least I worship with my church or if we're on vacation or if I, I gather and, and I try to be with someone more than myself mm-hmm. in community to worship at, at minimum. I'm not perfect. I don't always, I'm not able always to do that, but um, weekly stuff uh, with our kids. Like I, I was just telling you, you know, some stuff I want to do with Titus um, when, we, you know, yeah. I, I look at, I try to plan stuff out. So like I'm soon I'll be dropping Ellie off for youth group. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to then during the, while she's at youth group, I don't want to just run errands for my own good. I want to emotionally connect with Titus mm-hmm. or football practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I look for moments. How can I set this up to get connected with this person that I love? Mm-hmm. Those are some of the irreducible yeah. minimums. Yeah. Um, some of them are, I, we go on vacation every year mm-hmm. and you're like, Boy, you guys just must have a ton of money. No, uh, there's been many a year where that was. We're going to go sleep at some family's house, and, but but the the irreducible minimum. We're going to get away. Yeah, mom and dad are not going to work, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna pull everyone out of the normal, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get into the abnormal or the new. Yep, to get our minds off of normal, mm-hmm. and that's an irreducible minimum. So every year, I every we. Whether you guys like this or not, uh, during COVID, we went on vacation. <laughs> Every year. Every year. Yeah. I don't care what's going on. Somewhere. We're yeah. going to go find a way to get away. Our kids are not going to grow up going, mom and dad didn't have enough time and work too much mm-hmm. to be able to get away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Dance, what, what am I leaving out? You're good at telling me, hey, you didn't, you didn't, you left this out. No, right? I think, well, I think they're just, um, and you've even got them broken down, down into like in parenting, in marriage, even financially, because yeah. it's, it's a way, it's a stewardship. That's a stewardship conversation, the stewardship of, um, the world's coming at us. Our budget's even set up that way. Here's, <laughs> I know you love it. Here's the minimum amount that we're going to put into savings this month. Right, right. Um, here is, Here's it, the maximum we're going to spend on... Target. Hey, I've been very good. Um, but I, what, I, what I value about it is, and that's what I went to, I was overwhelmed though, and because I, I, I never want to be a person that one isn't informed because this is a world that God has called us to bring his light into. So if I don't know what's going on, that that's going that's going to impact my ability to reach people yeah. for him. But I don't want to be so consumed by it that I forget to put him first, that I'm letting that fear or feeling overwhelmed or even a desire to do something about it get in front of the Lord. And so what I love is this is all stewardship. Um, and the irreducible minimums are saying even if it's imperfect, these these are things I want to commit to. And it can be as short of a list or as long of a list. Yeah. You've been doing it for a long time. So it's it's 
fairly easy to add things to it to create and reset rhythms. Um, But my heart for people, as I was sitting there that morning, just crying quietly, not even like, it was the saddest. (laughs) It was just a sad few minutes for me going, Lord, this world is hurting. And instead of being overwhelmed by it, how can I today, whether it's spending more time with my kids or spending more time with the Lord or just resetting myself, how do I bring you into it, Lord? And how do I take care of myself so that I can keep doing that and help others do that? Um, And these irreducible minimums are so great. Actually, parenting for me, uh, those irreducible minimums, that's that's one of the things that I know will be brought into the next generation. I want our kids to be so impacted by the things that we committed to for them that they bring that in to the next generation and even do it better than we did. Um, but just how do we how do we take care of ourselves in a world that is not going to stop? So how do we how do we create rest stops in the midst of it all, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and commit to things so that we don't get caught in this wave. Well, it's it's actually it's a it's when you value uh, when you value your relationship with God, you learn that the word temperance, uh, you learn that restraint is a big deal to God. Hmm. You'll learn about fasting. You'll learn about Sabbath. You'll learn mm-hmm. about ten uh, percent, like cutting off even a portion of your income and giving it to back to God. There's there's tons of examples of I'm going to show restraint and mm-hmm. discipline, and it's not that you live in this rigid relationship with Him. It's 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 a significant thing going, you know what? Maybe I need to draw some lines. Mm-hmm. And in this information age kind of stuff that we're mm-hmm. in, if you don't draw lines, you're allowing other people to cross lines mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And you, me, we, we can't handle that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all the meanwhile, I have been given the holy responsibility of being your husband, mm-hmm. of being dad to kids, of being mm-hmm. pastor of a congregation. Mm-hmm. And if I let other people's information, whether like impede on that, mm-hmm. there's a, I think a problem. And so, but I will say this, because I think this is important. So the response to this podcast, oh yeah, is not to escape. <laughs> a lot of people are just escaping. They use the weekends to escape. Mm-hmm. That's not an irreducible minimum. You don't run from mm-hmm. your problem you build a fence mm-hmm. and you establish some certain things. So I think it's important. Don't yes. don't yeah, just like good. say, well, screw all media. In fact, right now on my on my phone, I bet I have some apps that people would be offended by. Um, you you listen to that news station, yeah, and this other n- news station, mm-hmm. and about once a day, I'll open up multiple apps of news to say, what are you saying? And then the other one says the opposite. Well, that, <laughs> but it it actually it gives me a little bit more balance. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm also not doing it all day. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I I I think people are feeling burnt out, wasted. Um, and that's when we get on the fence, overwhelmed, because the fence it just feels like I'm just going to sit up here for a while yeah. and disengage. And that's not what God wants for you. But He also doesn't want you to be steamrolled by it. Yep. Yeah. It's ironic. Off the fence, I'm telling you to build the fence, but it doesn't mean you sit on top of the fence. <laughs> That's good. And and that's a lesson that I'm you've yeah. you have done so well on and I consistently that it's an area for me that I um am so grateful for the Lord's kindness and helping me remember when I try to carry too much. And I, I'm so grateful and and I wonder if other people have that same battle. So thank you for sharing. 
That was awesome. Well, you, you're the full of the wisdom and hotness. Okay, so that's done. You're We're finished. So awesome. Close this out. I love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have questions, comments, thoughts, um, if you want to start an argument, I don't know, text text us. Uh, six oh, no? Well, maybe don't text if you want to start an argument. Maybe you should set up an appointment for coffee. Whatever. Okay. 605-250-1224. Uh, text uh, if you have whatever. And uh, no, until next time, we still love you. We do. Bye, friends. <laughs>